We've all heard some great lawyer jokes. Trust us, we've heard them, all of them. But without sounding too adversarial, lawyers are humans too. In fact, that's the main theme of this podcast. Welcome to The Human Lawyer, the time and place where we have conversations with lawyers focusing on the intersection of the existential and the practical. Charlotte squawks because of Brian Kahn. He is perhaps our most famous political satirist. By day, Brian is a financial services litigator leading an international law firm at uh, international team at one of the world's largest law firms, Small Potatoes. By nights and weekends, Brian curates and creates political satire produced by him and WFAE's Mike Collins. He's done this work for 17 years. And as he has said in the lead up to this year's production, the public's perception of satire has changed. Perhaps in the Obama years, he created satirical bits on all the candidates opposing Obama from Hillary Clinton to Mitt Romney, and those were probably well received. In the Trump years, things changed. Perhaps audiences no longer thought they were as funny. So that makes Giants, that makes Brian's job perhaps a bit more challenging, emboldened to preserve the spirit and purity of satire as comedy that's biting and shocking, while at the same time never punching down. That's a Brian truism. Don't make fun of someone while they're down. Perhaps the most human part of Charlotte Squawks is the opening monologue at the show shared to newcomers. There will be moments when you'll be pissed off. Suck it up. This is not a safe space. Here's to a guy who cultivates and protects the sanctity of a complex emotional experience. Welcome to the Human Lawyer Podcast. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's great to be on. I'm honored to be a guest on the podcast. And I... You, you should just stop now because anything I say will pale in comparison to the expectations that you just set for our conversation and who I am. Uh, I'm, I'm just a lawyer. I, I try to, to do some funny stuff. Sometimes I succeed. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> and I guess like, you know, I, it just seems like to an outsider, it just seems so antithetical. Here you are like, you know, financial services litigation, which can be very um, structured, rules matter, incredibly so. And then 17 years ago, you're like, you know what, I'm going to go make fun of a bunch of people. Uh, but I'm going to try to do it in a way that like, is respectful, but also kind of helps helps bring people together in a new way. And so I'm just really curious, like, what what was the impetus? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot, a lot there. So I mean, I, I do think, uh, there's structure in this that really helps me that I've taken from the practice of law. But um, in terms of the impetus, um, I was asked to, to perform by a, a director that I had met who helped a group of lawyers actually uh, called the Mecklenburg Bar Review um, write and perform for, um, for the North Carolina Bar Association. And so we had, it was just sort of a fun thing. And there are a lot of law schools that do shows that make fun of professors, things like that. I had actually done one of those when I was at law school at UVA and uh, really enjoyed it, um, helped produce that show. And so when I got invited to do this after performing with the, with a bunch of lawyers, um, I jumped at the chance, um, was actually asked just to kind of perform and write one or two songs and then as the years have gone by, being the uh, aggressive lawyer that I am, I guess I've chased away all the other writers. Um, but um, we've, we've actually year after year, it's, it's been uh, 
it's been fun. We, we started off as a charity event, um, which was a fundraiser for WTVI, which is a local public, uh, public television station. And the sponsors for the event um, started to kind of drop away because we were pretty biting and we were pretty, uh, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think sponsors love it when you're kind of controversial and you're attacking, you know, the mayor and things like that. So they dropped away. So there was a question as to how this thing was going to happen, how it was going to be produced. And then the Blumenthal came in and picked us up after about five or six years. And they've been an amazing partner and they co-produce it. So it's not just Mike and me putting it on every year. The Blumenthal is, is also a major partner and producer of the show. Yeah. So following your lead, a lot to unpack there. Probably not going to get to unpack at all. Uh, so like the relationship with Mike Collins, like and, and thinking about other probably relationships you developed with people in that space. Um, what's that been like? And what have you learned from folks like that who, who are kind of in the, um, I just say more plugged into the Charlotte community maybe than the average Charlotte lawyer is because, you know, you can choose to get really plugged in, but our day-to-day -day is, is, is a different thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy what those folks do. I mean, I, I am so in awe of all of our various media people. I mean, and I, you know, I used to think it was just, you know, maybe Mike and then a bunch of folks at the observer and, and, it, and, in years past, maybe it was a smaller community, but now there's so many different media outlets and they're all just doing such amazing work. Um, you know, online newsletters, um, all, you know, radio, television, all of that. I've, I've been blessed to get to know a lot of them through squawks. And Mike is just, I mean, he's a legend in terms of, of, you know, Charlotte um, community and journalism and, and all of those things. He's, he's great. He's, he's incredible to work with. Uh, we love the kid. He's a grumpy old man because he, <laughs> he is a grumpy old man, but he does, he's a, he's that humorous grumpy old man who, who doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, and he needs to be, I mean, he directs a show and to be, you know, who he is, the MC and the director and the performer in the show um, is a huge task. And I, I couldn't do that part. I can write the show. I can meddle, which I do. And the actors don't <laughs> like that. Um, but actually directing the show and, and being, you know, Mike and who he is, is, is great. And yeah, the, the background that he has in Charlotte, it, we've really clicked. I feel really good, um, you know, over the years of having developed that relationship with Mike. And, you know, there were years in years past where we would butt heads a lot and we'd fight about, what was appropriate, what we, you know, our visions for, for, for songs and stuff. And it seems like over the past few years, we just kind of get it. Like we know what the show is. We know what the, the, the sensibilities of our audience are and the humor is. And I'll have an idea for, for a number and he'll go, well, this is what I was thinking. And I'm like, you got it. That's exactly right. And I don't even need to say like how to block it or, you know, who's singing it or, or anything like that. He just already knows because we've done this 17 years now. Yeah. God, it's so nuts. Uh, and like not not trying to get into the secret sauce, but there's a part of me that just thinks the secret sauce is sort of in your brain and then yeah. in the 17 years of experience. But like, so you just sort of turn the page on this last iteration of Squawks. 
And now do you have like a journal where you're like just writing down ideas for like shit that happens and you're like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, yeah. That make, all right. No, that's exactly right. I, I uh, open a Word document. I actually just I started it last weekend because uh, I had a good idea for what, what the opener should be next year. So uh, at some point, you know, usually you know, a couple weeks, a couple months after the last show, I just open a new Word doc and start writing, maybe pull some ideas that, that didn't quite make the show last year to see uh, if there's not, you know, if they're maybe more appropriate, fresher this year. Uh, it, it, usually, it, it usually benefits me to procrastinate, which uh, is good because I know that's, that's sort of a lawyer habit from time to time. So it benefits us not to write a lot too soon. Um, simply because the news that we're, you know, using uh, to, in the things we're making fun of is usually based on events that have happened in the last, you know, six months before the show opens. So something could be really huge and topical right now. And, you know, by next June, everybody's like, well, why are they writing about that? That happened, you know, last, you know, August. Yeah. Yeah. What are your, so as I recall, you have a family. And what, 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 what are, are they like, dad, you're nuts. Or like, what, what are their perceptions of like, cause I'm sure they probably have gone to the show and. Uh, yeah, they know I'm nuts. Um, and they're, I mean, so I've got triplet boys uh, who are 15 and then another one who's, who's a little bit younger. Um, and my wife is a saint and she deals with a lot of testosterone in the house and a lot of just disgusting, gross boy behavior. Um, and you know that's 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 just kind of how how it works. And they are absolutely. Um, I mean, I think they like the show. I hope they like the show. Um, but I, it takes a lot of my time, and it is a huge, huge commitment. And you know, everybody sacrifices for for the show, um, and so they're as much part of it as I am. And in fact, some of the ideas that I come up with, um, uh, I'll always bounce them off my wife, and she's she's like, yeah, that doesn't work. Don't do that. Um, but a lot of times, you know, I'm like, okay, she thinks that's funny. That'll that'll probably be a good one. Um, and then the kids have have appeared in cameos in some of the videos that we do, and they love that. Um, in fact, this past year, we did a, a, a takeoff on um, the Humera ad for um, I, I can't even remember what the what the disease is, but it was a it was about uh, parents getting trapped at uh, kids' youth sporting events and using having to go to the bathroom as an excuse to leave as opposed to having to go to the bathroom all the time and wanting to, you know, to actually watch those events. Um, and so all my kids got to be in that video and and they love that. So mm. it's a family thing for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So in preparing for this episode, I mean, you probably got the taste of this. I read the Observer article that I did on you, I guess, uh, the Squawks, I guess, uh, before the last iteration. And and they sort of tee up something that I um, took from them. And that is the notion that um, it's maybe more challenging now, yeah. uh, diff different climate. Um, and, and what might have been sensible before is perceived not sensible now, or is just maybe not perceived as not funny. And, and so that's, that's what sort of led me to the end where you really are protecting the sanctity of a complex human experience. And it, it is okay to make fun of something uh, that you might otherwise support. Um, yeah. 
No, I, I think that's right. And it, it is, I mean, it's a, a trickier environment. Um, I, I think there were years maybe right before COVID where, you know, we would get hecklers in the audience and, you know, people walking out and stuff, you know, and it, you know, I think the national political scene had gotten very contentious. I mean, obviously it still is that way. Um, I feel like what we have done is be true to, you know, our voice as, you know, you know, what, what Mike and I, and generally we, we believe, which is, you know, you know, we're, we're going to call out people that are in power, whether they whether they be on the left or the right, if we feel like they're, um, you know, they're worthy of being called out for whatever reason. Um, we do a lot of cultural and sports based stuff too. And, you know, I think that's a little bit, easier um in terms of you know keeping the temperature lower and sometimes more funny because god knows you know with with the david tepper and the panthers and all of that i mean there's i could probably do a whole show just on that right so but i mean the political stuff um we've tried to stay more local um because i do think that's our our brand and when we do the national stuff we don't get quite as many laughs or um, quite as many, and, and it gets a little contentious. Although I'll say this, I love that. I love <laughs> it when we get, I love it when people walk out. I love it when we get online hecklers. Um, sometimes when that happens, I'll post it on social media and say, you know, so glad you, you, you know, just repost their thing and say, so, so glad you like the show. Can I use this for our publicity? All this <laughs> stuff. And they're so confused and they, and they, you know, they just, yeah, you know, self-emulate over over our our uh, our stuff. So, you know, I think that might be the lawyer in me. It could be, but yeah, that's amazing. Like, do, does it come from your parents? Like, are your parents do? Where would you? Where would I guess? Where would you source that? Where you're like, just so. Um, uh, I don't. I guess. I guess biting. Like, just just yeah. Yeah, like yeah, whatever. Sarcasm. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, sarcasm. I, yeah, I don't. Um, that's a great question. I don't, I don't think my parents were particularly sarcastic. Um, I, when I grew up, I mean, you know, I think everybody of, of our generation, you know, generation X, I think there's like this built in sarcasm that we, that we all have and appreciate just based on the humor of our, of our era. I think, um, you know, I, I actually, as a high schooler, I was very much into political cartooning, and I had the opportunity to work with a political cartoonist uh, named Brandon Lurie, who recently passed, who was just uh, amazing. Uh, he did international cartoons, caricatures, and I think he was the most widely syndicated cartoonist in, in the world. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think it was in the Guinness Book of World Records for that. So I got to like spend a couple summers with him, just kind of honing the craft and understanding political humor. And then, you know, I just, I was just a comedy junkie, you know, I just love watching that. I love understanding, you know, different types of humor. I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan. I'm a, you know, it's just, it's just my big hobby, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, so, um, one of the other things that showed up in the Observer article is punching down, yeah. And and in that, um, there's a, a lot to that. Uh, and how do you like? How do you evaluate that? Like when you're kind of sort of thinking about things and 
Um, yeah, that's that's a tough one, and it, I feel like it's it's sort of an always evolving analysis based on you know who's in in power either politically or or it's just as a um, the social constructs that we have you know in society you know what's going on I'm you know I'm not going to tell you that you know a politician if if they're down but they're still in power I'm not going to go after them because I am because you know punching down means to me and I'm sure it means different things to different people but means somebody that doesn't have you know so the opportunity to to you know come back um and and tell you their their truth or um you know somebody that you know is you're just kind of making fun of them without um really just taking them down a notch based on their status whether it be political social sp even sports you know right. the, i think the humor in a lot of stuff is more interesting and more um funnier if it's not just about making fun of somebody but pointing out a hypocrisy or um you know doing something that is an analogy um and so just making fun of someone it's just not that interesting it's i kind of think it's it's lazy um and there have been times where i think we've made mistakes in the past when we've unintentionally done things or said things that just weren't as funny or, or maybe you know weren't as in, in well taste and, and comedy evolves too so i feel like uh, not not to use that as an excuse but i feel like there are definitely things that probably wouldn't go over as well now that went went over well in the past and you know that's just sort of how we evolve as a society and i feel like we just got very deep there so i'm not sure yeah <laughs> yeah no it's all good uh we, we always like to like try and take people down an existential rabbit hole so thanks yeah. for thanks for taking the bait uh yeah so another thing that's on my mind for you is just knowing where you work and some of the people that you work with super super smart people uh uh and probably have different ideologies uh, in some respects. Uh, some of them probably may have similar. Um, and I'm sure that there's some water cooler talk where they're like uh, trying to like roast you or, you know, be like, what the hell, are, you know? And so I'm just curious, like how, what that uh, navigation is like and how, how it's impacted your firm relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, the firm has been so incredibly supportive of this, and I, I absolutely love that. I think this is an amazing place to work, McGuire Woods. Um, I I feel like, you know, certainly there are people that love the show that come in, you know, in the morning after having seen it and are in my office for an hour, like, you know, with the program and saying, okay, this one, this, you know, and it's <laughs> and it's so much fun. And 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 there are other people that that it's not their cup of tea. I mean, either they're just not into musical theater, which I completely don't understand, but whatever. Um, but um, or or yeah, maybe they're sensitive politically. Um, we are slightly left leaning, I would say, maybe more than slightly. Um, and that's just sort of my political sensibility, along with with Mike's. Um, and so I do think um, you know we've particularly given the the political climate over the past couple of years. I think it has been uh, a little bit more of a challenge, but you know, I feel it's really been nothing but support from the firm. And I, I do
do think um, one of the things of the culture of our firm that I, I really love is that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, in fact, I'm in the middle of recruiting season right now and everybody's like, tell us about your firm culture. And one of the great things about that is, you know, I can tell them honestly, like I write a comedy show that makes fun of everybody here in Charlotte. The firm, the firm loves it. They embrace it. So we're not going to be, you know, coat and tie every day in the office and being super serious all the time. We're going to be who we are as people and we're going to do great work as lawyers and we're going to work really hard. But at the same time, you can be out in the community doing things. You can, you know, you can pursue your passion, whether it be, you know, sports, comedy, politics, whatever. Um, We have, we have somebody that ran for um, city council uh, this past, uh, uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he was absolutely welcome to do that part of the firm, actually, you know, as a Republican. And so we're just very, very good at saying, you know, have have a life, do those things and we'll support you. Um, and and that's why I'm here. Yeah. How long have you been there? Longer than 17 years, I believe. Yeah. So um, let's see. I started practicing in 2000. Uh, I spent about three and a half years at another firm. So you know, if I could do the math, maybe 19. Now, it wasn't always McGuire Woods. It was a predecessor name. It was called Helms Mullis when I joined. That's right. And then we merged into McGuire Woods. That's right. The old Charlotte staple. That's a that's a firm that people speak about so wistfully. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, and, and it, the great thing is everybody stuck around. Now, we've had a couple of like amazing luminaries retire over the past five or six years, which, you know, it, it breaks my heart and makes me feel super old. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's been a great place. And, uh, you know, even, you know, through the years, I think we've kind of retained that culture that was, you know, what I, what I came for in the first place. Yeah. Perhaps maybe one of those individuals that I'm assuming here, but I I view him as a kindred spirit, just, just many years, my senior would be Landis Wade. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Another podcaster. Uh, No, another podcaster, uh, creative person. So I'm sure you all share some stories. Oh yeah. I, he actually had me on his pod a couple of years ago. Um, and one of like the very first episodes too. Oh, and I amazing. love Landis and it, but it was, it was very odd. Cause we did it out in the lobby of while squash rehearsal was going on. And he's like asking me these questions. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like what? Cause he had just retired from practicing law and had started this podcast. It was very, um, it, it was brand new thing for him and he's written a couple books and it's so funny because yes, he's always been sort of a, a creative person uh, in the background, but he was known at the firm as this like, uh, uh, I don't want to say curmudgeon, but like fiery guy, like very contentious. And now he's like this soft-spoken, like, you know, reader type. And it's very like, like, I think the real Landis is finally coming out after after years of like contentious litigation. Um, so, but I, 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 mean, I like both Landis's. So there you go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Maybe our parting shot. Um, I, you know, I'm projecting in some respects, but like 17 years, you, you've got some more years in you. Like what's you've does the squawks have like a. Uh, uh, like what happens if something happens to you? Yeah, no, that, that's a great, 
thought and I we're we're starting to think more and more about that because you know what we would love to do is you know create this and make this an institution that that goes beyond the time that either Mike or I say you know what we're you know we're retiring from this and you know and I, I I'll say we have zero interest in retiring we both love to do it we every year you know there's certainly moments where we're all like oh my god why are we doing this but you know you get up in front of the audience or you hear them react and you're like, okay, this is why. Um, but we've been talking about that recently and I'd love to, you know, start pulling in writers and figuring out, you know, what the, what the Mike Collins, you know, when he wants to, to start taking more steps back, what that looks like. Um, he has been doing, like he used to be in every number um, and now he's really just saving himself for, the monologue and like the opener closer that kind of stuff and i think that's that's good because he's a terrible dancer and uh <laughs> that's always been true so um but yeah i mean that's uh, the answer is yes we want to we want to figure out a way to do that but we're still we're still trying to figure it out yeah i get it i get it well uh it's great to connect you've got uh two fans and Melissa, our producer, and me. Um, uh, but beyond that, you just got great energy. So thanks for sharing it with us. Well, thank you. And thanks again for having me on. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, to seeing you guys next year at the show. Absolutely. We need to recognize that this is possible because of the hard work and support of the well-run media team. They make this easy. And speaking of easy, big thanks to Huga Coworking for access to their studio. And of course, the lawyers who agree to take time out of their busy, busy schedules to be here, even though we're sure they have better things to do. So thanks for saying yes.